0: Hey friends, before we get to today's episode, I want to talk to you about unicorns. You know, I think we're all unicorns because we have special gifts and talents. And because we're all so special, it's important that we invest in things that will help us get to the next level. In fact, 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason, HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales software and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups.
1: Our goal is to sounds a little cocky but we kind of want to be the best in in our market yeah and we make decisions and we do things that to try to align us to being the best it's even hard for me to say but that's kind of the mindset that i have to operate at to like always improve
0: Hey everyone, this is Ashley Menzies Babatunde and welcome to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. No Straight Path is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We are digging into the human stories behind success and my hope, as always, is that you just leave this conversation inspired, motivated, and excited about your journey. Today we are celebrating one of my favorite things, and that is love. I just love love. But before we get to today's episode, I do have one quick note that I'd like to share. I just love hearing from listeners, so keep reaching out. One listener, Mirabelle, she shared her newsletter with me, Flourish, and I just love it. It's wonderful. It has so many helpful tips on career, life, and well-being, and it's something I definitely feel like I would have done in my younger years. Wow, I act like I'm so old. I know, I'm still young. I am still young. But I do love supporting younger women who are doing really cool things, so I just wanted to share this newsletter. I'm gonna drop the link in the show notes so you can check it out. All right, today we have a special episode with 214 Photography. Varoth, also known as V, and Krizel, are photographers who actually shot my wedding last year. And their work is just so incredible, it's so timeless. Quick pro tip for anyone actually planning a wedding, the photos matter. You will look back at the photos and they'll bring you back to that moment. So definitely do your research. When I found 214 Photography, I was sold. Not only was I impressed with their work, I just love their story and who they are as humans. As many of you know, connection is just so important to me. Nothing about working with them felt transactional. There was a real connection. And I found their story really inspiring, and I just wanted to share it with you all today. So I'm so happy that they agreed to this interview. Let me tell you a bit more about V and Krizel before we get to today's interview. V and Krizel Pum are the best friends, husband and wife, and dynamic duo behind 214 Photography. What they started 12 years ago out of Arath's childhood hobby has now grown into an amazing team of photographers and videographers serving couples all over the world their passion for photography led them to quitting their full-time jobs as a police officer and registered nurse to pursue entrepreneurship and a more fulfilling and intentional life together. I think you're really going to love this story, so let's get to it. All right, I am so excited to have V and Krizel Pum. They are from 214 Photography, my wedding photographers, and I just can't wait to dig into your stories. Thank you guys so much for being here. Well, thank, thank, you, you thank you for, you for having, having us. us. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> They're so in sync, so married of you. <laughs> I want to start with your love story. So, if you could just tell me how you both met, tell me how you fell in love.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> here it goes—the real story about how we met. So, we met in high school in Long Beach, two
2: thousand and one. Two
1: thousand and one. Yes, two thousand and one. And so, she just actually came from the Philippines, uh, maybe a couple of years prior to. In Ninety eight. Ninety eight. She was this new girl that came into our school. And she actually caught the attention of my best friend, actually. And uh, so, you know, he was kind of like the cool guy, and, and he went up to her and, and talked to her. And so, so shockingly, well, maybe not shockingly, they, they started dating. <laughs> but it was actually. <laughs> it was like a high school yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a little high school, little high yeah. school crushing, whatever. It didn't last more than like a couple months. And when that didn't work out, we, we started talking, just like as friends. I, I was like, got to. Sp- all of a sudden this courage to just like, hey, maybe I should go ask her if she wants to go have a smoothie or something like that. And uh so that's actually all, all how it all started. She didn't even tell her parents that she was going out with some guy to like going out to like have we a, just
2: went to go to Jam, but there was nothing And I thought that
1: her parents <laughs> knew that she was uh, gonna go. But no, actually she didn't tell anybody. That but that's a whole different story. But yeah, so after that we started hanging out, talking more and that year, no, like 2000,
2: well, two, oh, 2000 Fev- February yeah. 14, 2014, Valentine's Day was when he officially asked me out. Or, how, 2001, right?
1: 2001, yeah, 2001, right? 2001, February 14 That's when I asked, asked her out, like my first girlfriend ever, like, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? You know, and I actually like kind of wrote it on a cheesecake <laughs> <laughs> that I had my sister bake for it because like she really loves cheesecakes. <laughs>
0: Oh, that is so sweet. So, how old were you both at that time?
2: I was fifteen at the time,
1: and I, I was sixteen.
0: Wow, oh, that's so romantic of you. And that's <laughs> hilarious to first date Jamba Juice. My first date with my husband was Chipotle. Oh, Chipotle. So, yeah, you know Jamba Juice, Chipotle, those chain restaurants. Like,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. My yeah,
0: first date. <laughs>
1: Hey, you know what? It, it worked out. So,
0: <laughs> and he was
2: super shy. Like, yeah,
1: I, I didn't really was. Yeah, I wasn't back then. I wasn't how I am now. Where uh, even like doing this interview, that will be like way above my head. But uh, just talking to girls in general, uh, <laughs> yeah, something I, I never do. But uh, I, I guess I really liked her, so <laughs> so I talked to her.
0: High school sweethearts. we not only fell in love with Criselle in high school. He also fell in love with photography. He took his first photography class in high school, and the passion was actually within him for quite some time. Growing up, B loved being behind the camera. He was inspired by his dad. After immigrating to the States, B's dad spent years saving up for a camera. These parents were refugees who escaped during the Civil War in Cambodia. They came to the States with nothing, and they didn't have any pictures of their children when they were very young. V's dad wanted to capture these priceless moments. As soon as his dad was able to buy a camera, V said that his dad went picture crazy, taking pictures of everything. And although V appeared in a number of those photos, he wasn't in many of them because he loved being behind the camera. When he shared his passion for photography with krizel they never thought of turning it into a business.
1: But during that time, I, I actually never thought of Photography being like a career.
0: I
2: think same for me, just because I think just growing up in like an Asian household and there's kind of expectation, different expectations or, you know, like, especially like growing up, our parents weren't rich. They worked really hard and there was always kind of an expectation to like do really good in school Mm -hmm. and then kind of find a career that was um, steady, that was going to provide great income. And you do that for... 20, 30, 40 years until there's like pension to receive when you're retired. And so that was kind of always how we, Yeah. that's how we grew up.
1: So, so I think that's like art related, music related, sports related was kind of like, like out of the question, it, it wasn't encouraged for us to participate in. Uh, I think it was my, my parents. Yeah. And I, I can see where they're coming from because they kind of sacrificed a lot, kind of like just survival you know, coming to a country that they don't even speak the language to kind of have this opportunity given to us now. And they don't want us to live like how they lived. Yeah. So, you know, from what they knew, like, oh, in America, you could work at a corporation and then have retirement, things like that. They want that for us.
0: So Crizelle and the decided to get stable jobs in nursing and law enforcement, they also decided to start a business in photography as a fun side hustle in 2010. They got to pour into their passions outside of work and spend more time together. After a series of life-changing events, they started to rethink their plans. V suffered from an injury while on call as a police officer. Shortly after, his mom passed away from stage 4 gallbladder cancer. Two years later, Krizel's father passed away suddenly from a heart attack. They both had jobs that required them to work on the weekends, and they missed a lot of family events. Juggling their day jobs with their photography business was tough. They even thought about giving up photography altogether. And then the pandemic happened. They decided to get clear on what they wanted. They had a plan to become financially free. They did their research, they sold their home, they sold cars, and they were well on their way. But the day jobs started to really wear on them. Grizel was having a challenging time as a nurse during COVID. And V was having a really hard time too.
1: Anyhow, that job in law enforcement was almost like killing me slowly. Well, that the way that sense. he would
2: put it is it was sucking the <laughs> it life, was
1: sucking the life out, out of me. Yeah.
0: So yeah.
1: I think I kind of realized that I was more of like an artist and not... I, I like kid vibes better than like, you know, <laughs> the whole law enforcement do. thing was like, where you have to interact with someone always in like a, a negative like something happened that's why I'm here yeah so I grew to like to really hate it actually the reason why I say hate it is because it like killed me inside that's how I would describe it the dark hole inside me right so anyhow
2: so that's kind of how we decided to go full-time with the business and I think we were I don't want to say lucky I think we worked really hard to get where we were at that time but fortunate enough to be able to do this and like I say it every morning I'm grateful to be able to do what we're passionate about mm-hmm. like every day
1: it feels surreal it feels incredible and I sometimes say to myself like oh maybe we should have done this sooner yeah but maybe not because I think if we were to do this anytime sooner we wouldn't have that financial backing for us to like go like 100 in so I think the time that we started going full time was like the, the perfect time.
2: I think it just put us in a different trajectory compared to like, if we would have done it sooner when we were younger, I think just like the maturity level and just the mindset would have been a little bit different back then. I mean, who knows, right? But I think it was kind of the perfect time, even though what led up to it was a negative thing.
0: Yeah, it was negative. But I would even say I would use the word hard and I would use the word human. Yeah. Yeah. And I just appreciate you both sharing your story because everyone goes through really challenging times. And when you can make something beautiful out of it, and sometimes it unfortunately takes that breaking point to get to the next level, to have that breakthrough. And so to me, I reframe it. I would say when I look at it, I don't see really any negativity. I see beauty from hardship that you guys have created Ooh, I might try yeah. <laughs> yeah. so friends we're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about another amazing podcast and that's Latinx Power, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez which is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network the audio destination for business professionals Latinx Empower is a podcast that features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insights from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their careers. I think you'll love a recent episode on toxic positivity in the workplace. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcast. So I am curious about the advice, though, that you might have for entrepreneurs, because I know that you're doing what you love, but I'm sure that it has its challenges.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially to, like, working with each other, right? So everything is kind of intertwined. And a lot of people talk about, like, work-life balance, And for us, I'll say it like what I think personally, for us, that's really difficult to do. One, because we're married and we do like, you know, now running a business, we do everything together. And so it's more so I think if I were to give one advice is just to be intentional and be clear with what you want and be able to communicate that. And that's if you're like working with each other, or even if let's say you have a business on your own and then the other person is doing their own thing. I think just being open, being clear and being able to communicate that clearly with each other as far as like expectations and goals.
1: So some people say like, oh, you know, you gotta, you gotta separate your your work life from your personal life, which is, which is also true. For example, my law enforcement career work and my personal life. When I started my law enforcement career, I kind of blended the two, which I brought problems from work to home, and which like has nothing to do with like say her or our family, but just because like some of the um, like the bitterness or things I see on the streets, I carry it with me to home. It just makes me like kind of a bitter person, a very like cynical person. I really hated that that part of my life. So yeah, so so when they say, yeah, separate your work life from your personal life and that type of like career, yeah, I get, I get it. I can see where you might have to do that or it's natural to do that. However, with our business, since it's a business that grew from like our passion, there really isn't a way or I don't find it a reason to separate the work life, the business life from our personal life. So for us, it's actually kind of like, intertwined together because it's not like a typical nine to five job
2: where we can just clock out of it like
1: and and i'll talk about work because we're constantly talking about the business the business and and, you know what what we should do what do we have coming up and this is throughout the whole the whole day during breakfast lunch (laughs) dinner when we're just driving when we're on vacation we're always talking about work and it's not a bad thing Because it's actually something that we want to talk about, you know? Like, why should we not talk about it just because we're not actively, you know, like, working? Yeah. Um, But I think
2: it's also not – it's very difficult. It's really difficult. I'll just be honest and be very clear on that. And I think for us, I mean, we've been doing it for two years now. And we're still figuring it out. Just being able to, like, what kind of lifestyle do we want and how does the business fit into that? Well, obviously, like, you know, the business is a really big part of our lives now, but it's not the most important thing for us. Like, you know, if the marriage is not doing so well, the business will not exist. And so like being able to just, you know, like knowing your priorities, what's more important is really important.
1: Yeah. So, and you know, operating the business, we're not just trying to like get by, like getting whatever clients we can, just getting by. Our goal is to, it sounds a little cocky, but we kind of want to be the best in in our market. Yeah. And we make decisions and we do things that to try to align us to being the best. It's even hard for me to say, but that's kind of the mindset that I have to operate at to like always improve, do the best we can. So with that, we're just like 100% in. But but remember, we're also people and we're also human that we have to kind of align ourselves without like hey let's we're going too hard and fast let's slow the business down no it's kind of like we're, we're we're just going up together our life and and the business and i think when it kind of like aligns and work together happiness is kind of like stems from that
2: i feel like there's a way to be able to do it all and do it all yeah harmoniously I mean,
1: I don't yeah know. harmoniously like it's possible yeah. I think anything's possible. I, th- I think that's kind of like the history of us actually too. Anything that we wanted to do, like achieve, we've done it in, in like our careers and stuff like that. So hard work, I can't say enough about hard work. Yeah, you you got to work hard, but you also got to work smarter because you got to make that hard work be efficient. So you got you to work smart and you got to work hard to reach your goals. And I think for like goals, you don't have to tell yourself you got to make small goals to achieve it. No, you could make huge goals. And even if you don't hit those goals, it's not a failure. It's actually just lessons learned. So I think in business, one entrepreneur advice I could give is, is like there really isn't such thing as like failures. There's just like lessons learned, right? As long as you don't keep on making the same mistakes. Or give up. Or, it? or give up, especially the giving up part, you will always improve. There's no such thing as perfection. There's only... I believe there's only improvement, right? With progress. And, and progress.
0: So I am curious about your favorite thing about each other and how that shows up in your marriage and even in your business.
1: Well, for me, I think my favorite thing about Grizel personally and it shows uh, the business side is she's always been this way since I met her in high school. And it, she was like an excellent scholar too, top of her class and stuff like that is, her organization skills knowing what's like priority and what's important and what's important now and what's important for seeing in the future because that's kind of the total opposite of me I'm more just like she you all know, like kind of up in the area everything's all good whatever just do whatever but she's not like that so she kind of puts me in check a lot especially like on the business side on the on the financial side of the business is she thinks my hobby is buying gear and just spending money for like no reason so which which will probably lead that way if she doesn't like say you know what we we don't need that right now and stuff like that so i don't like it all the time but i see that it's needed so i really like those qualities of her that i don't i feel like it's really weak with me and even though like she could crack the whip during the day but she's always um, (laughs) also like super nice and like tender you know like night time is like oh you know like like she knows when to kind of like turn that off. Really? I feel like I need both like I I need, I need the boss side of her <laughs> and, and obviously like the wife side of her and and I think she she does that pretty well. And, and she understands I think she understands <laughs> kind of like my, my weaknesses and and where what I'm not strong at. And she's not very passive about letting me know things that I need to improve. <laughs> Cause she knows like what our goal is and she knows that I want to be the best I can, that she is kind of like brave enough to, to let me, to tell me things, what I need to improve on and things like that.
0: I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Compliment each other, you know, yeah. everybody has different strengths. So I think that's wonderful. Rizal, do you have thoughts?
2: Yes. I think if I were to just pick one, it would be his patience. I don't have much of that, and so, like he said, like when I want something, I I go for it. I'm very like, almost like strategic in the way I do things. Very organized. I kind of think through a lot of things, and I don't have much patience. So I think him having a lot of patience with me and everything that's going on with our lives, it really kind of
1: we're like we're, we're like yin yang. We're total. So-
2: opposite in a way we have
1: similar goals right but personality wise we're actually really 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 different so if there are people out there whose partners like different from them and don't feel like it's a a negative thing it just has to work like a puzzle and yeah like like a puzzle and then you know once you complete the puzzle that's like when when you reach your ultimate goal i guess but don't feel discouraged if like you the views are different. I feel like if the views are too similar, you're only looking at like, one direction, at one angle, which is, I think, in a business sense, it's, it's not really that good. You have to kind of see things in different angles. Just kind of like videography and photography, you got to hit things in different angles, you know? So I think that's kind of like why we grew our business to a point where it is today, like super quickly, is because we have like those those different views. She's not afraid to make those arguments with me. And I just say yes. And I'm, I'm just <laughs>
2: And I think like him being able to to listen and understand all the things that kind of goes through my head is just, I don't know I cannot be more
1: I, yeah. And, and, and for that. It's, especially when it's your spouse, emotions could easily take over the yes. conversation, and the, the logic kind of like goes out the window. Now it's like more of like an emotional thing. That's something we're still working on, and you know we will continue to work on. It's kind of like sometimes you get to think logically and kind of take the emotions out of it. But I mean, people, especially in in our business, too, is all about emotions. So you just have to kind of find the balance and know when to not stop, but when to let things calm down a little bit and then and then kind of like bring things up in in a different way. So, you know, we're not all like rainbows and unicorns. It's it's uh, it's also been a struggle, too. We're just like a real couple, you know, just trying to run our business. <laughs> but as, as long as we kind of understand each other and we're...
2: He's the understanding both. one. Like, I'm more yeah. like, this is
1: yeah, what understanding I want. <laughs> too, sometimes.
0: <laughs> wow, you guys are so just validating, I will say, because Shegun and I are opposites. On everything, which is really funny. I always mention our Myers-Briggs were opposites on every letter. But like you said, it really does work. And I am definitely the one who's not <laughs> as patient and he's very understanding. And my parents were opposites, So I do think that if it works for you, it works for you. And it's working on it every day, and I just love that you've shared your story because you have such a unique vantage point and perspective when it comes to marriage, given that you have a business together. That's a lot of time together. Yes. And so I'm sure you've learned a lot about each other's personalities, and you're continuing to grow together, and I'm just super appreciative that you've shared your story, so thank you. Yeah, you're (laughs) welcome. (laughs) <laughs> I also always end with final thoughts if you have any
1: my final thoughts is that when you're alive and you're on this earth your time is very limited I feel like you owe it to yourself to try to find happiness like whatever it is it doesn't have to be like business related it could be it could be anything it's something personal relationship wise you owe it to yourself to just trying to find peace and happiness otherwise what's your MO like or are you just trying to just keep breathing until you die. So they say like, oh, just because you're alive doesn't mean you're living, right? So just try to find try and find happiness and let go of things that are toxic to you and that don't make you happy. Because mm-hmm. yeah before you know it, it could be your time. It could be tomorrow, fifty years from now, next month, you just never know. So don't try to not go out of this world with a lot of regrets. And I I think that's kind of like how I'm looking at my life now. But yeah, that's what I have.
2: Yeah, I think for me being intentional and really, if you can do one thing today is just kind of sit down and think about how you wanna see yourself when you're 70 or 80 years old and how is that gonna look like and what can you do today to get closer to that vision?
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. Remember to share the podcast with friends and family. And my hope is that these stories help you navigate your No Straight Path journey. If this content is adding value to your life, and I hope it is, please take a few minutes out of your day to rate the show and write a review. You can click the link in the show notes to write a review. It helps other listeners find the show, and I just really appreciate it. Have a lovely week, embrace the journey, and remember, You're not alone.